intimate tonight that's amazing I don't know if you guys know this that means you get percentage wise more show do you know that it's like these fuckers they don't get shit you get so much and actually this is a what a smiley I like you already you seem uh, lighthearted and boisterous sometimes when it's smaller people get nervous oh they can it work. it's all it's too much responsibility everybody gets stressed out but it's divided equally amongst you and you seem great hello Hi, yes, come in. You should just, yeah, that's exactly right. Point where you were and get up there and great job. You guys, I have a co-host on the show. Her name's Rhea Butcher. She's gonna come out right now. Let's hear for Rhea. Oh, hi. Here I am. Hello. Hi, bud. How are you? Hi, I'm pretty good. So, obviously, we are not just too hilarious, beautiful to look at stand-up comics. We're also, obviously, lesbians. Yes, you have eyes in your face. And... Look at this jacket. Yeah. What if this was... No. Yeah, that's This a, is not that's a, a good, straight jacket. Because even this could be like... No, it's not a straight jacket. Because <laughs> even this could be like Diane Keaton. Sure, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. If I just said gloves. Right, gloves. But, Maybe a hat. Yeah. Like a bowler. Just, like, you know, what are you... <laughs> Lobsters. Yeah. Um, but like, that's definitely <laughs> gay. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> or like confused snowboard instructor. You know sure, I mean? yeah. <laughs> Or she's just like, I like dudes! But it's like, just too deep. Stomp. <laughs> yeah, she's in a production of Stomp. Right. But in Aspen. As a snowboarder. Yes, that's exactly right. Of course. Ting, 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 ting. That's the nose and the tail. Okay. You know a lot about boards. I do. Because you used to be a skateboarder. I did. What's your favorite move? My favorite move? I don't know what are the words that I'm supposed to say. I don't know. I had a pretty decent kickflip in my day. Yes. All right. <laughs> I know it's basic. I understand. Uh, I don't but think I was, that's what was going on. I think they were just like, those are whatever. two words. Yeah. I had a great kickflip. Oh, did you? I used to shred. Is that like a backhand spring? Very similar. Thank you. I know more. I just realized I know more about gymnastics. That's because of the Olympics. Sure. Pummel horse. But wait. I just, but then I just in my mind was like, but wait, skateboarding is an Olympic sport. And so I think I'm it tired. It was, actually. When? I don't know. Recently? Or they wanted it to be? It's not that far-fetched. I know you think it sounds crazy. That sounds crazy. But, it, I mean... I know you think that sounds crazy, but... No, uh, I think they had it in the, at least the opening ceremony. And they were trying to get it in the Summer Olympics. The opening ceremony? Yeah. Was it... Of an Olympics. But, like, let's talk about... What if, there was a, what if that's how they were delivering the torch? Just, right. like, the laziest... Yeah. Yeah, but what if they like kick flipped over and went? And oh, that no, would be pretty rad. That reminds me of Unbroken. How? Because of the torch. Oh, right. Okay. Let's talk about torture. <laughs> torch. That's torture. That's not Got why it. I thought of Unbroken. Oh. Not because torch is a part of the root word for torture. No, Past but, participle. Because that movie ends with a, with a beautiful thing. Listen, 
Does anyone care if I spoil the movie Unbroken? It's also a historical fact. But so also, not... also, like, meanwhile, the title also spoils that movie. Of course, yes, it does. Indeed, it does. Except for the yes. subtitles, like, or is he? <laughs> Unbroken two, electric broken bugaloo. No, I don't. sorry. No, he doesn't break. He don't break. He don't break. Um, but then. Because it, it's uh, wait, hang on a second what? before we get too far into unbroken. Did we get to the point where oh, we say fiancés. we're fiancés? I don't think we did. We did it. I'd just like to get that out of the way. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for clapping. Thank you so that's, much. That's right. That's the right thing to do. I was that's in Atlanta last weekend. Yes, you were. And um, I had a, I had a wonderful show like two nights ago in Atlanta. Yeah, last weekend great. I did a show and I walked out and I was like, I'm engaged. Now here's the thing. As a comic, there is an expectation. And I, I want you to know I want to I work for your money. Like, I want you to know it. Like, I am going to deliver she works hard five for the money. and possibly six dollars worth of funding <laughs> tonight. Like, I want to pull... I, I Hang on, did you guys valet? Okay, That's you're going to have to work a little harder, so. I will, I'm at least... Yeah. Fourteen dollars? Fourteen. Where did you valet? <laughs> oh. Okay. I thought it was like an artisanal valet or something. <laughs> it's fourteen dollars. I think you sold. I think I think you sold someone your car. <laughs> <laughs> they paid you. Did they pay you fourteen dollars? <laughs> did you go to CarMax? <laughs> what happened? Uh, so you're in Atlanta. As in Atlanta, a good I walked show. out and I was like. No, there was a good show. Then there was a, a weird, weird show, show where I walked out and I was like, I'm engaged. And everybody in the audience was like. <laughs> and I don't know if like, honestly, I don't even know if that it was homophobia that was happening. Because when I say in, I'm engaged, then there's people that are like, oh, <laughs> one of them newfangled jobs. You know, like... <laughs> There might be a couple people that are like confused. Sure. That are like, you know, they spell fiance with one E, and I'm like, no, 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 a fiance. Clearly. <laughs> um, but but I, don't, I think they just were, I think they just didn't know how stand up works, where you're supposed to just like hey, take a minute and applaud right there. It was so weird that I just was like, good night. You know, I just drop the mic. I'm engaged. Nothing. Good night. I just came here to say that. Thank you so much. <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh, but yeah, we're fiancés of each other. Yes, we're fiancés of and each other. And that is important. I'm so glad you said that. So thank because, you for clapping. Because otherwise it's weird because when we start to tell stories about our lives, we spend so much time together. If we don't say that we're fiancés, it starts to get kind of strange for the audience where they're yeah. like, how? Like, what is this job? Why are they? What is the job of stand-up? Comics are just like, they're so together much. all the time? Every day. They know about each other's jackets? All the time. Like, so much? Every day. They watch Angelina Jolie movies like so many times. <laughs> the whole point of that is that the, at the end of that movie, the because it's about an Olympic runner and he is taken, uh, he's a prisoner of war in Japan. And then at the end, sorry, this is a, an important thing. At the end, <laughs> it's you, literally in a book. So yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, you you just you find out that he he ran the Olympic torch when. The Olympics were back in Japan, like 50 years later, when he was like an old dude. He was he's 80. running, and he has like a little, 
oh, great jumpsuit on. I mean, like a little eighty-year-old so man good. jumpsuit. Yeah, and he's like just. Yeah, I mean, it's just. Honestly, the movie was like decent, but if you just loop that footage, sure. I'll just... I will pay for an Oscar. And give it to you. Sure. I don't know how much Oscars are. But I'll raise Alpha I'll Indiegogo it. <laughs> I was Indiegogo in... the Oscar. Rhea, you came to visit me. I did come to visit you in Hotlanta. I was there for like two and a half weeks. I'm actually still technically supposed to be there, but I got I wrapped early. She ain't. Oh, wait, when I say the word wrapped, do you understand what I was doing in Atlanta? I'm sorry, you might not understand that you're in the presence of Hollywood. <laughs> I was down there shooting one of them movies. Oh, yeah. Making your own unbroken there, were you? Yeah, I, I was. I mean, it's a Gary Marshall movie, but I insisted like that I thing. lift, like, a heavy log. Absolutely, yeah. Like, my scenes were with Kate Hudson, but I was like, but can Kate, like, yell punishing like, things at me? <laughs> She's very In a kitchen, yeah. just standing in front of an island in a kitchen. <laughs> Right, I was holding the island. (laughs) Why it was an island. Um, No, that was, so I was down there doing that, which was a really wild experience because, uh, seriously, I was, that's who I was, I was working with like, you know what was the race? I was working with like Margot Martindale. She won an Emmy while I was working with her. I was working with Kate Hudson. Famed character actress, Margot Martindale. Exactly, from like Bojack. (laughs) And also her career. (laughs) had a wife in the movie yeah and then you came to visit me and then you guys I, met each other yeah and I, I shared like, a milkshake with that wife yep and I was in the middle just like this is the best day of my life <laughs> wholesomest threesome that's ever happened it was <laughs> but you are so cool that's why I know I <laughs> that's why I think we're gonna make it cause you're so cool cause I was just like this like she's like this is my wife and this is my wife. <laughs> These are my wives. And you were just like great to meet you, you know. Yeah, um, I'm cool. <laughs> that was pretty fun to experience that. When we were getting ready today, uh, you started singing "Lady in Red." I did. Started singing "Lady in Red." <laughs> so great. Do you want to sing it for the people? No, now? I do not. <laughs> But wait, Rhea, can I ask you you a question about the lady in red? What's she doing? She's dancing with me. She is! (laughs) Where's her cheek? Where is her cheek, I would correct myself and say she's dancing with me. You're right, she's totally dancing. It's more dancing than it is dancing. It's definitely a safety dance, for sure. Um, Dancing. Anyway. I was singing that song. And that was beautiful. I loved it. That's what you were singing while you were putting on that jacket, which is part of the reason that's amazing to be a lesbian. Not red at all. do whatever the fuck you want. You can just be like, lady in red, and put on your work jacket. And then fix our neighbor's light bulb, which is actually what Rita did on the way out. She was like, actually, do you want me to get that? (laughs) And then just drove us here in a stick shift car. I did indeed. And all of these are real details. I'm sorry you guys are so constrained, but we can do whatever. While I was in Atlanta, I impulse bought a bikini. (laughs) <laughs> yes you did because word to the wise I got huge knuckers <laughs> I do but I keep them vested yeah it's a great investment so you can't see shit 
But it's so stressful because bikinis are like usually just like one. It's like a cheese it. <laughs> sure. Yes, it is. Doesn't put it like a loose cheese. I was thinking more like a bugle. Yeah, it's more like a bugle. It's like a bugle. That makes you sound like my boobs are so long. <laughs> oh, you're thinking forward. No, I wasn't. I, was I wasn't originally thinking forward, but then you said that. Well, that's and I was how like, Madonna oh, wears her bugles. Am I right? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> no, but it's hard to find like a bikini that really, you know, fits your knockers. Goes like this. Goes like this. <laughs> you need a Janet Jackson type of thing. Absolutely. 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 We're old. <laughs> that was like 20 years ago. They know what we mean. People have been recreating. Somebody just went, mmm. <laughs> Do you not know what we mean? Janet Jackson, she's naked, then the man's like, I'll get, I'll help. I've got it. She's not wearing a bra? Nothing? <laughs> need a hand? <laughs> Do you guys know who Janet Jackson is? <laughs> She's a, we're all a part of the rhythm, the rhythm nation. Do you guys know about that? Okay. Um, Ms. Jackson, if you're nasty, anybody? <sighs> wow. That was really funny. Um, Well-timed. And you guys need to spend some time on Wikipedia. Oh, yeah. So Impulse anyway. bought a bikini. And then I was telling a dude that I was working with, I was like, yeah, Impulse bought a bikini at the mall. And he was like, what do you mean? For who? And I was like, for me. <laughs> he was like, for when? I'm like, when I swim. Right now. I'm wearing it right now under my clothes. <laughs> but then I was like, what do you think I wear? And he was like, I don't. <laughs> Honestly, I, my answer was nothing. I don't have a thing. I don't have nothing. I was unaware lesbians swam. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. We do hate like all things that are kind of like viscous. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I wear a bikini with one flannel shirt underneath and one flannel shirt on top. What do you like to What do you like to call that? I call that a bikini panini up top. <laughs> she knows I have a joke about that. I do know that. Just so, toss them. Little soft hitting practice right there. Yeah. Oh, but the whole point of all of this was to say yes, that it was. Uh, the whole point of literally this entire twenty meandering minutes <laughs> of fun. Of fun. No, it was great. I loved it. I've been. Honestly, I have been We've loving what I've been doing. It's been great. So. Um, but oh, it was to say that I remembered when you were seeing Lady in Red, I remembered when I was in high school, Yes. my best friend that I was in love with, Yes. that I didn't know I was in love with, but I just thought I would, like always wanted to buy her Snickers. Right. <laughs> Leave it on her windshield, under the windshield wiper. <laughs> Cross my fingers it didn't melt. <laughs> I was going to say, did that ever back, backfire no, on you? No, it didn't. Not actually. one time? No, wow. not even right. one time. Yep. Great job. You're, wo- you're welcome, Thank that you. woman from the past, <laughs> for all that free Snickers. <laughs> but my best friend that I was in love with, yeah. she was dating this dude. He was. This is what he did for her for Valentine's Day. He made her mixtape. First side of the tape, Lady in Red, on repeat <laughs> for the entire side of the tape, whole side. Then wait. Play to the end, flips over, other side of the tape, lady in red. <laughs> Two full sides. Two full sides. You know what? Flip tape. it back over, still lady in red. Still lady in red. <laughs> Man. I mean, here's the thing. Like, ah, oh, you know, looking back on that, if I, you know, my mixtape would have been so great. Sure. But my, she didn't want 
She didn't want your mixtape. No. I'm so sorry. She wanted like a pencil to yeah. wind the mixtape. It's a dick. I understand the metaphor. But I didn't have none of that. Oh man, not till later. <laughs> you guys have been great. We've been great. Let's We've hear it for us. We've been fantastic. I'm so happy about this show tonight because all of these comics are, are like just wonderful uh, people and friends. And this first dude, he's in from New York and I've known him for years and we grew up in neighboring towns in Chicago and we didn't ever know each other and then we found each other through stand-up in New York years ago and I was like, where are you from? And he was like, where are you from? And I was like, well, that's where we're from, the neighboring towns. <laughs> and I love him. <laughs> and he's been on television a bunch, but his biggest credit is that he is from the town next to me. <laughs> Let's hear it right now for Kevin McCaffrey, guys. Action. Cameron Esposito, everybody. From my rival high school, that is true. Rival high schools. We here's some local news for Cameron. Uh, she probably it doesn't really affect her. She went to a different different grade school. We're not that tight. Uh, we went to different grade schools. Is, uh, that's true. I found out. Uh, this sounds like bad news. It's actually good. It's actually good news. Uh, my fifth grade teacher just got fired. I know that sounds bad, but. You have to understand that one of the things we did in fifth grade, we did a, a unit on the Civil War, which I think is a pretty standard fifth grade thing. Uh, but for a class project, our teacher made the class split in half and do a debate for and against <laughs> slavery. <laughs> yeah, and I had to be on the side arguing for slavery. <laughs> tough break. That is a tough... <laughs> Break. And by the teacher chose who was on what side. I wasn't like, you know, I actually have some good ideas about that. Uh, the teacher chose side. So by the way, I can never run for office now. Could you imagine the attack ads from the other side? Like, did you know Kevin McCaffrey argued for slavery in 1993? Thought we had settled it. Kev was still fighting. It's true, and everyone in the class knew uh, knew that like this is not this is not the kid's fault, obviously. Uh, but there's uh, we did we did decide like decide that to argue for. We we're like, all right, well, it's a, it is a class project, so we have to say something. <laughs> so our argument was, we go, okay, uh, we want slavery because we're like so lazy. <laughs> Can we please go home now? And everyone got it. All the other students knew, like, we're not the problem here. The teacher's the problem. Except for this one righteous girl who got on the good side of the argument. And she just stood up and shouted, But it's not right to own people! We're like, yeah, we fucking know! You were here when the teacher split the class in half alphabetically. My name's McCaffrey, so I was on the cusp, but ended up on the wrong side of history. Shitty thing. It's very nice. I'm very, very excited to be on uh, Cameron and Rhea's show. Uh, this is very, very fun. I have, I, I have not uh, been in a movie with either Kate Hudson or Margot Martindale. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, but this is going to be, excuse me if this does come off as bragging, but one thing uh, I got to do via a job I was doing recently was I got to meet the insane clown posse. <laughs> 
consider yourself tapped, Hudson. Uh, one thing I do for a job uh, is I, I, I will, when I'm not doing this, I will occasionally for, there's a cable channel called Fused. Does anyone know what that is? If I say what that is, that ratings wise, that seems about right. Uh, I, I write hip hop specials for them. Because obviously, look at me, hip hop all day. Uh, but it's true, I do do that. So I got to meet the Insane Clown Posse, and many of you guys probably did know this about the Insane Clown Posse already. Uh, I did not. Did you know that's, that's a duo? It's two people. Guys, that is not an Insane Clown Posse. That is an Insane Clown friendship. That's what that is. You can't be like, I'm rolling with my whole posse tonight. Oh yeah, who's in your posse? Is it just Derek? <laughs> it's an insane clown partnership. You might wanna <laughs> tighten up that language a bit. It's true, we went for, uh, I used to live in Chicago, live in uh, New York now, have for a while. Where I grew up, as Cameron could tell you, uh, the suburbs we grew up in, not super diverse. Where we grew up, di the diversity in my town of Hinsdale is basically like all white people and then like four Indians all named Patel. And that was it. That was all the diversity. And now I live in Queens, New York, which is officially the most diverse county in the country, ethnically speaking. That's a fact. Uh, and I feel like I'm still too impressed when I hear people speaking other languages now because I just didn't grow up around that, you know? I was leaving my apartment the other day and there was a baby in a stroller speaking Spanish. And I'm so dumb. My first thought was not, oh, the baby's probably being raised in a Spanish-speaking household. My first thought was, oh my God. That baby's a genius. How does he already know Spanish? Is he on Rosetta Stone? That is very early. He's in a stroller. That's like the LeBron of Spanish, this kid. He's a phenom. I, uh, I, I am happy that this is a... I'm staying in an Airbnb thing right now. I'm here for two weeks, hanging out. And that's nice. It's better than the hotels I usually get to stay in. For stand-up, uh, when you go to do a stand-up club, the managers, the bookers, they don't often put you up in the best places. I've stayed in the worst hotels America has to offer, if you are curious about what the worst is. Uh, it is the Orlando Airport Quality Inn. Uh, and if you've ever stayed at a Quality Inn, you know it's the only hotel chain that is named sarcastically. They actually don't have quality. That's not one of the offerings. And uh, they called it the airport. They called it the airport uh, hotel. It was 10 miles from the airport. That's not the airport anything. This is, the, this is not the LAX UCB. That would be the same thing calling it that. It's just like in the same state, I suppose. But we passed all the other better hotels on our way to this one. Like, could have stayed there, could have stayed there. No, okay, here, bummer. And then we got out and uh, went, went to, uh, I went straight to the bar because I saw where I'd be staying. Uh, and I was like, oh, not sober, I'm not, no chance. So I went and no one was working the bar. And then the guy behind the desk saw that I was waiting for a drink, so he snapped his fingers. And then the guy who had been driving the airport shuttle bus got out got behind the bar, poured me a shot, poured himself a shot, <laughs> threw it back, and then got back in the shuttle bus to go drive a much more fun ride back to the airport. I was like, none of this can be legal. I'm positive. Positive of that. It's also just a gross place. It's a very gross hotel. The Quality Inn is the only hotel where I'll put on a condom before I go to bed by myself. <laughs> just to make sure. 
this one, uh, my my uh, my grandma uh, just turned ninety a couple a uh, couple days ago. So I called to wish her a happy ninetieth birthday. I was like, happy birthday, Nana, ninety. That's a big one. And I swear to God, her response was to go, uh, yeah, I think it's about enough. <laughs> I was like, whoa, what do you mean? Like, how bad was lunch that this is your take on this now? And I go, what do you mean, Nana? And she goes, I mean, I think I'm about ready to shut it off. <laughs> but you have to understand, Nana's not hooked up to a thing logistically speaking, that can be shut off. That's not, there's not like a switch somewhere that's like, Nana, no Nana. That's not what's happening. She just, she just means wrap it up. So I was like, Nana, you know, I, I love you. If I was there, I'd murder you. For sure. I want to make your dreams come true. Uh, I guess I'll uh, leave you with this. I, I, uh, I, I was complaining about my uh, my cell phone screen being cracked the other day uh, while I was in line somewhere at a Starbucks, I think, and a lady uh, behind me goes, oh, first world problems. Which, of course, uh, if you've heard that said, you've heard it said, by an asshole. He's <laughs> pretending to be a social hero. So she did that. And here's the thing. I know that it's a first world problem for sure. I'm, I have a very lucky here. You know, I understand how lucky I am. Totally. People have it worse other places, 100%. But here's the thing, guys. I'm going to keep complaining about first world problems. Because guess what? That's where I live. <laughs> Coincidentally, that's where like all of Kevin-related problems happen to be currently located. I feel like it'd be way more offensive if I was just making up third world problems to complain about <laughs> to seem sympathetic. You know, if I was just going on Twitter and being like, well, just lost my best goat. <laughs> FML. Dad just got kidnapped by the local drug lord again. Hashtag I hate Mondays, you know? Way shittier. Guys, I'll leave you that. My name's Kevin. Thanks for hanging out. Kevin McCaffrey, you guys. I've been wondering if I should even talk about this, but Kevin was talking about third world problems, and we did a show in Houston. And there was a gal I was opening for Cameron Esposito. One more time for Cameron Esposito. There was a gal in the front row, uh, and she was not white. I'll just leave it at that. And uh, she was on her phone, and like just on her phone the whole time. And I decided not to say anything about it, uh, just because I was trying to get through my set, and nobody else could really see her but me. And then Cameron came out. She told her to put it away. Everything was fine. And then when I was done, when I got off stage, I got on my phone, was checking Twitter, and she had been tweeting at me <laughs> five feet away from me <laughs> as I was telling jokes. Uh, so that's what she was doing. So uh, lesson learned, always say something. If you see something, say something in that situation. And what she said to me was, uh, white privilege night, question mark. Uh, I understand you have to cater to a white audience but TSA problems and vegetarianism? Come on. White privilege on parade. <laughs> and I immediately was upset for two reasons. The one reason is to be on your phone while some, a human being is talking to you in a microphone five feet away. Totally angry about that. And then the other one, I was like, but I'm not, but I, but it's, but I wasn't, come on! I'm not, 
damn it! Like, I, I just, I couldn't find anything to say, and there was no green room, and Cameron was on stage, and I wasn't going to say anything back to this person, because, like, there's no, I'm never going to, why, why would you fight on Twitter? It just doesn't work out. So there was no green room, and so I went to the bar next door, because that was our green room, and I just needed to talk to somebody, and the bartenders had been super nice to us earlier, so I was like, oh, d- dude, I just... Look at what just happened. And I explained it to this guy, this bartender, who also happened to be white. And I was like, J- I just, I don't understand. She was right in front of me. Why did she do this? Why? It's so ridiculous. He's like, yeah, everybody's so sensitive. Did you see? Everything's racist now. And I was like, oh, damn it. Why did I talk to a white person? <laughs> Never talk to a white person about anything. Really? And he was like, yeah, Mount Rushmore. They're saying Mount Rushmore is racist. And I was like, it is. <laughs> But I mean, the bottom line, the bottom line of the whole thing is like, other than the fact that she was on her phone five feet in front of me, she is absolutely right. Because there's nothing I can say to be like, no, but you don't understand. I was a vegetarian my whole entire life in the 80s in Ohio and like nobody understood it. They didn't get me and I was very poor and it didn't make any sense. And also I'm a gay person who's constantly being mistaken for a man. So that was my TSA problem, which is kind of a minority problem because that's just white privilege coming right out of my mouth. Being like, no, you don't understand me. Listen, life is terrible for me. And I am white, yes. But life is hard, which is just white privilege. So anyway. Try to figure that one out. Uh, she's right, but don't be on your phone. <laughs> Thank you for letting me scream at you about white privilege. As a white person, it makes me feel so much better that everyone knows I understand white privilege as a white person. <laughs> but I'm still a minority, right? Look at this haircut. Okay, we're going to keep the show going. I'm not going to scream about white privilege anymore. Uh, because I have it, and it's not going to go away. So just going to be a nice person, but don't be on your phone. Anyway, this next comic <laughs> is a white person. I don't know. I'm sorry. She is a friend of the show. We love it when she comes by. She's super fantastic. Uh, she's on TV, all kinds of stuff. You guys, please give it up for Katie Crown. <laughs> I see my cat. Oh, I'm not even really a cat. Well, now I am a cat person. I live... Anyway. (laughs) My boyfriend had a cat, and then now I have a cat by default. This has been for a couple years. It's nothing new. For me. Though buying... uh, Yeah, anyway. uh, Kita litter for the first time, I was like, oh, this is what it must have felt like when my dad bought me tampons for the first time. (laughs) I didn't know where to go. I didn't know, like, what is he... Anyway. (laughs) It was very new to me. I don't... Uh, shit and dirt. Anyway, they, they always, uh, they always say, uh, hurry up and wait. <laughs> da, da, yeah. <laughs> but sure, they always say, hurry up and wait. Uh, I don't know, I, I always think that's so funny. Anyway, <laughs> it's dumb. Anyway, uh, you guys, you know that guy, uh, that movie Black Mass? that came out? Whitey Bulger story? Have you guys seen it? It doesn't matter if you haven't. Have you seen the trailer? Everyone's seen this trailer. The striking face of Johnny Depp disguised, t- transformed into that character. 
Um, in the trailer, do you, if you <laughs> wow, I'm like alienating. In the trailer, they are eating steak. Do you remember that part when they're like, "You gotta give me the recipe"? Okay. So there's a part in the trailer where Johnny Depp is Whitey Bulger and he's eating steak, and uh, he's like, uh, "Oh come on, you gotta give me the the recipe to the steak. This steak is so delicious. You gotta give me the recipe." And the guy's like, no, 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 man, I, I can't. It's a family secret. Family secret, I can't give it. Oh, come on. You gotta give me that secret family recipe. Come on, this steak is out of this world. Give me this recipe of this delicious steak. Oh, no, I can't do it. All right, okay, okay. It's a, it's, a, it's a little bit of garlic, a little bit of soy. What I'm wondering is how much garlic, how much soy? I'm sitting in front of the TV, I gotta keep rewinding. I got my steaks here, I'm like, uh, this much, this much. I got the whole family in the kitchen waiting for dinner. I keep rewinding, rewinding, like, oh, and dinner was ruined. Anyway, they have to give the, I wish that they gave, in some way, the amounts and the measurements. Anyway, so he still, I feel like he still did keep it a little bit of a family secret, so. Uh, do you feel that way? Yeah, agreement. I just imagined right now if I like taught a class at a university and I was just like said that to the class. <laughs> we all feel that way? Good. Okay. On to the next uh, topic at <laughs> The shitty teacher. Uh, just come in, talk bullshit. Isn't that what uh, school is anyway? What do they know? Um, we are in Hollywood. Cameron is in a movie. I auditioned for a film. This was a little while ago. But I did. I got the chance. Me. Katie to audition for a film and it was like a big deal to me and it went really 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 well and it was like it was for the role of a villain which is like come on me <laughs> and it went well and I was so excited and I kept getting uh, encouraging calls and like callbacks and all this stuff and at the last minute whew, that's the sound of it being taken away <laughs> anyway I, I didn't get it and uh, it sucked I felt terrible I thought, I don't, I don't get it. I did so well. I, how could they not want me? That's Hollywood. And then so I was like, oh, well, I refuse to see this film. I'm never going to watch it. Screw them. And the actor that actually got the role that I was supposed to get was nominated for an Academy Award. It made me feel even worse. And I was like, screw this. I'm never going to watch that film. Ever. I refuse. And then I grew up. And I thought, come on, I can watch it. A couple years passed, and I'm like, all right, okay. You know what? I'll watch it. So when I finally did watch Captain Phillips, I was like, oh, oh, okay. And I realized why I didn't get that role. It made sense. On an unrelated story, I went to my favorite pastry shop, and I went to buy a pastry, my favorite. And I went to grab it, and the, the person working at the counter was like, you can't have it, miss. I was like, what are you talking about? I, I'm hungry. I would like to have this pastry. And they were like, no, 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 you can't have it. I was like, what is going on? This is what I am here. I am a patron in your humble uh, pastry land. I would like to please have a, this pastry in pastry land. She was like, no, you can't have this. And I was like, why? What is going on? What is, why are you guys against me? And she was like, you have to pay money. <laughs> and I went, oh. 
And then I realized why I didn't get that role. <laughs> I realized why I didn't get that role. You have to pay money for good service. Nice. Oh. On an unrelated note, I love dice so much. Anyway, I love dice. <laughs> Throw that one away. Um, I ran into my eye, I know. It's exactly the perfect sound for the, that uh, joke. I think I, uh, it's true. Um, I uh, remember when it rained a few weeks ago. <laughs> First time since July, remember that? When it rained? <laughs> and everyone was tweeting like, oh, the rain, I love the sound of the rain. Ooh, it's raining, oh, I love it. Haven't, gonna stay in this morning, love listening to the rain. Mm, hashtag rain. It's just crazy, because like, yeah, sometimes it rains, sometimes it's dry, different things in the sky. <laughs> sorry. Sometimes it rains, sometimes it's dry, different things in the sky. Some, sorry. <laughs> sometimes it rains, sometimes it's dry. Sometimes it rains. All the time it's dry. <laughs> Different things in the sky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it rains, other times it's dry. <laughs> but if I dance in the sky, oh, so, sometimes it rains. Sometimes it rains. Mother times it's dry. But if I dance in the sky, oh yeah. Sometimes it. Some. Sometimes it. Sometimes it rains. Other times it's dry. But about things in the sky, oh yeah. Sometimes it rains. Other times it's dry. But if it hangs in the sky, sometimes it rains. Other times it's dry. And if it hangs in the things in the On October 13th, she'll be doing like a whole a whole long set at the at the Nerd Melt Theater, and she's the greatest. I love her so much, and I always love when she sings. Like I wish that's I just wish that's how she talked to me. It makes me feel comfortable. I feel really safe and held. It's a nice moment. How great about it? How are you doing, sir? Yes? What a sweet and like, that was such a chill. Yeah. What did you do today? Uh, what did we do? Um, did some laundry. Oh. <laughs> I made a peanut butter chocolate smoothie with no chocolate. Yes. Um, <laughs> then went down to... Wait, for one second, if you don't mind. 
So was it peanut butter? <laughs> was it a peanut butter smooth? It was a peanut butter smooth. I guess that's what it was. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you do over there? We uh, just showed my good friend John. We were showing John. Hey, John. Hey. <laughs> Are you visiting? I am. Where are you visiting from? New York. New York. Yeah. And so your buddy was like, listen, John, get the fuck to LA. I've got plans for us. We are going to do laundry. We are going to have a peanut butter smoothie. <laughs> How do you like LA so far? Have you been here before? No. First, well, when I was six. When you were six, yeah, so a little different. I'll say it's exactly like Santa Monica. If you've spent time in Santa Monica, that's the whole thing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You guys, what? <laughs> Have you been to Santa Monica? No, nothing else in it. It's a separate city, and it's not really like. It's beautiful. Uh, I love it over there. Yeah, for sure. You can see the. Did you see the ocean with your eyes? Yeah. Have you seen the Pacific before since you were six? Oh my gosh, how was that experience? It just keeps going out there, doesn't it? And then you, did you feel small almost a little bit? like. How long are you staying? Uh, leave in two days. Great. I mean, I think you, honestly, like, you could leave tonight. I think you've seen the hits. It's just like, honestly, it's like, if anybody, and I don't, I don't mean to, like, I don't know if anybody here works for a travel site, I don't mean to shut down your business. By you know, like by telling you that the hits in LA, it's like laundry, peanut butter smoothie, Esposito, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> Those are the only things that matter. I'll be in New York next week. You want to meet me there? I'll try. Oh my God, you got so hard to pin down at the end. I don't know what I'll be up to. I live a busy life. I just relax when I'm in LA. In New York, I'm go go go. You seem cool. I like how you're sitting. Oh, don't. Why'd you get so stressed out? That wasn't even a, I thought it was cool. He looked cool. We don't have to talk if this is nerve wracking. I was just gonna ask you how you are. I wasn't gonna, yeah, okay. All right, I'll keep going. But like, for real, don't lose that arm lean, you know? Like, I liked it. Now I can tell you're putting it in your head. Yeah, but it's a cool way to, yeah, all right. I stressed him out. I didn't mean to. How are you doing, glasses? Second row, right there. Person I'm making eye contact with. Yeah? Well, I'm gr- Thank you so much for asking, these people. I'm doing great. I'm doing really well. Um, what did you do today? You worked? What do you do for a living? I'm a barista. You're a barista! Hey! Well, I mean, you could clap. That's a little rude. That you guys are like, <laughs> we will only clap for a real career, and that's judgmental of you. What'd you make today? Did you make any of them peanut butter smoothies? <laughs> no. Um, have we ever talked before at this show? No. Sometimes I honestly, like, I know this is shocking in LA, but like, you will get a barista here and there. <laughs> Isn't that weird? It's like sometimes we get an actor here too and I'm just like, what are the fucking odds? Like, <laughs> how did I find you? How's, how is that? 
Do you like it? Is it okay? Yeah. People nice to you? Uh, sometimes I work in Beverly Hills. You work in Beverly Hills. Oh, yeah, that could go either way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, let me tell you a secret thing that I heard from a different barista. She said that some of her customers, there's like two or three, they don't tip her all year round. And then at Christmas, they show up and they tip her like $300. Oh, yeah. Have you had this experience? Not like for the store. But not for like the store, store, not you personally. Store. But people do that. Yeah. That's weird. It's a genuinely weird practice. If somebody does that to your store, you should be like, this is very weird. Because cause tipping is part of the reason you do a good job at your job, right? I mean, I know you're the kind of barista that doesn't give a fuck. Like, it's not about the money, you know? But, like, it feels like when you tip somebody, then they're like, oh, I feel appreciated, so I'm going to go ahead and foam that right, you know? But, like... Why would you put yourself through, like, just, like, months and months of, like, lukewarm drinks only to just be like, surprise! I am generous! Right at the end. Well, let them know. Cool. How are you doing, person next? Yeah? Yeah? What do you do for a living? Uh, I work at a game store. A game store? What kind of game? Not like deer and pheasant, right? But that's funny. What if it was? What kind of games? Uh, well, we sell like brain games, so they're hands-on games and like uh-huh. tabletop games. Yep, I've been in this sort of store. What are your big sellers? Um, What's really flying off them shelves? Um, well, our biggest seller is like an outdoor, really fun, active game, but I don't know. People like a lot of the cool tech stuff, too. Wow. How, what, what, how? Let me ask you a question. How do you work there as opposed to somewhere else? I just mean, like, were you like, I want to work at this store, or did that store have an opening? That store had an opening. And you were just like, hey, man, I got a brain, I can play games. (laughs) Cool. Um, Do you like that? Is that, are people nice to you? Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. A lot of parents? Who buys brain games these days? Yeah, no, a lot of parents buying presents for kids, but... Right, right, right. They're just like, touch everything, and then you you have to kind of wipe it down. I assume you wipe it down? Probably don't. Um, The thing is, those are the most well-intentioned parents, right? Like, those are the parents, like, their kids have never had soda. You know? When you work at a store in the mall, they all have sodas. Oh, they've got sodas currently? (laughs) I just feel like this, I I don't mean to be down on your store, but like, I remember when I was a kid, I had like one aunt who was so into getting me like art projects and like craft things. And she put so much thought into it. Just like this year she's gonna be like, she's like, oh, Cammy's gonna love this like rock painting set. <laughs> and I could always tell how much she wanted me to like those things. And I was always just like, I fucking hate this thing. <laughs> I just like really wanted like a stuffed thing. You know, just like a stuffed, like a dirty, stuffed, mass produced garbage thing. <laughs> I'm sure kids are better these days. But, like, maybe not. You might be, like, the worst, the, like, the worst birthday present store. <laughs> What'd you say? We're good for presents. We're good for presents? I'm not sure. Like, I just don't know. Like I said, I'm not down on your store. I just have, I lived that life, you know? I threw out many a painting set. Paint does go bad. Six, seven years, it'll go bad. <laughs> Guys, let's hear it for all the people that I just was chatting Oh man, so we've got 
a new face to this show on the show next. Whenever it's somebody's first time on the show, we go crazy to welcome them and make them feel loved, like a Katie Crown sort of a singing situation, but except with clapping. So let's hear it right now for Alex Edelman, guys. Give it up. Come on. guys yeah it's exciting to be anywhere for a first time except for jail probably um also maybe school people are terrified of school sorry this is not how i meant to start um uh, this is my first time in la in a in a in a in a while and uh i live in new york uh, i'm not from there i'm from boston uh yeah yeah boston i'm from this really racist part of boston um called boston and uh, <laughs> I live in New York, and it's strange, though. I, I, I'm barely home. I travel for, for comedy now, and, like, I spend a lot of time in England and stuff. And, like, uh, I love being American in the U.K., provided I never have to see other Americans. We are not good ambassadors for each other. Like, the first time I was there, it was January. I was waiting on this train platform in this part of London called Kingston, and these two girls stumbled onto the platform. And do you know how some people dress with no regard for weather? It's January in London. They've dressed for, like, July in Mexico? It's like when they were getting ready the night. Someone was like, ladies, we're going to Kingston. And they were like, Jamaica? Because they're coming down the platform and they're hunched over for warmth and they're saying things like, it's so cold. And everyone else is like, yeah, that's why we wore jackets. And there's this British guy next to me. I don't know this guy. I've never met this guy. He looks down the platform at them and then he looks at me and he just goes, ugh, Americans. And I didn't know what to say to that, so I just went with, <laughs> and they're coming down the platform, and I'm praying, please don't notice me. And like, they're just, they're just so loud and so drunk and so clearly from New York, and it's very Jurassic Parkish when they notice me because they're like, huh? And I realize I'm wearing a New York University hoodie, and I'm like. Clever girls. Because before that, the one second where they were staring at me, but I didn't know why, it was like, can they smell it? And I swear to God, one of them just goes, You're from New York City! We're from New York City! Where in New York are you from? And this British guy next to me looks at me just like, Are you? And instead of handling it like an adult... Instead of having a conversation, I panicked and I looked at them and I looked at everyone around me and I just went. <laughs> I pretended to be deaf to get out of a conversation. Not my proudest moments. And everyone backed off. Except for one of the girls who mistook, I'm sorry, I'm deaf for, hey, I can't hear you, yell at me. And she starts screaming, where are you from in New York? Where are you from? And then to the horrified looks of everyone, I swear to, she goes, why won't you answer me? 
And this British guy next to me, everyone is doing like, I'm not sure if you know a lot about the British, they don't love tension. So everyone's doing a very typical like London thing of like, maybe if you don't look at it, it will go away. Except for that one British guy next to me, he is getting angrier and angrier because in his mind, it's not one dick American being a dick to another dick American. To him, it's one dick American being a dick to a nice deaf British boy. He says to the girl who backed off, he goes, hey, you better grab your mate. And she goes, Katie? Which I could have guessed, by the way. Katie, he's deaf. And her friend goes, what? Oh. And then she gets right in my face. And I'm wondering, like, what is she going to do? And she goes, hey, I'm really sorry. You're deaf! <laughs> and I was offended as a fake deaf person. <laughs> and they walk off down the platform, and everyone is standing there like run straight. And after a while, that British dude, he's like right next to me, and he looks down the platform at them, and then he looks at me, and he just goes, I can't believe you got away with that. (laughs) And I said to him, I said, how did you know? And he went, mate, you have your iPod headphones in. I like being back home in New York. I saw something that uh, I, don't, I don't really know how to. Uh, it made me laugh, but I'm I'm not sure if it's if it's uh, if it's funny. I, I had my Wi-Fi on. I was walking down the street. This is yesterday in Brooklyn, and um, uh, and you know how sometimes your Wi-Fi is on while you're in public, and like all the strange Wi-Fi networks pop up. There was one Wi-Fi network, and I don't know the tone that the name of the Wi-Fi network was written in, but this is how I imagine it, it was. Um, Wi-Fi network and the tone that the name of the Wi-Fi network was written. This is what I imagine. Dad, click here for the internet! (laughs) I'll tell you this before I go. My first job in New York City, uh, I worked at KFC. I worked at KFC for three weeks, which is the longest anyone has ever worked at a KFC. I have a pension. And what you're supposed to do when someone walks into a KFC is say, can I help you? But the KFC that I worked at was in Penn Station, and I worked at the 1 a.m. to 8 a.m. shift. At 1 o'clock in the morning in a fast food restaurant in Penn Station, can I help you is not good customer service. It's a promise you can't keep. This woman came in once, and she was... <laughs> this woman was at least 300 pounds. By the way, I didn't mind people who were sad that walked into KFC. You should be sad. It was a KFC. That's what it's there for. It's for sad people. We didn't care. We were just like, hi, welcome to KFC. What would you like to eat? 
And most people would be like, can I have five chickens for a dollar? I'd be like, yeah, we both know what this is. The people I hate it were the people who come in pretending it was a real restaurant. They'd come in with this expression like, hmm. And they'd say things like, what's your healthy option? And I'd be like, leaving. That's our healthy option. <laughs> this woman comes in at least 300 pounds. Hard to explain pounds in the UK, by the way. Don't use pounds. They use like, um, they use stone. Yeah. So I'd be like, this woman came in. She was one boulder. And... <laughs> She gets to the front. I said, can I help you? And she went, yeah, I don't know. Can you? (laughs) And I didn't know what to say to that. So I was like, yes. What would you like to eat? She went, I don't know. And I said, well, what are you feeling? Which is also the wrong question. (laughs) She went, well, I'm tired and I'm homesick and I miss my family. What do you think I should get, you little asshole? Because I was like 17 and I had no training and I had no other options. I was like, if you miss your family, we, we have a family bucket. You can guess. <laughs> the family bucket. You guys have been so cool. Enjoy the rest of your night. Give it up for your fantastic host. Keep it going, Rags, out of more time. Okay, we got two comics left. You guys have room in your hearts for two more great comics. I know you do. Yes? Even you slightly yawning guy, do you? I know it's not your fault. It's, it's a certain time of night, but I believe in you. You're going to get through it. This is the part where it's good. But that was a very cute yawn. Very feline sort of a yawn. I get that a lot. People say that you have a feline yawn? Very cat-like. What? <laughs> what do you mean? Like when you yawn or just in general? In general, people are like, you're super cat-like. What are your habits? Are you like, what's, ha- like, what's happening right before? You're just like in a sandbox, sparing your shit. People are like, you seem like a cat. Like, what are the things that make people say that? Are you t- lasers, chasing nap- lasers I'm with your eyes. What is it? I'm a napper. I'm you're a napper. Oh, but how, like, do you nap with your body in a real fucked up position? Like, what are we talking about? I curl into myself a lot. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> like how many people? Like three. Three. Yeah, one of which is my sister. <laughs> that bitch. I mean, I don't know what to say. She says, she's like, you're a cat. But like in a mean way or just like, you're a cat. Like how does... Cash, super cash. Super cash. Super cash. What a relationship you guys have. What do you say back in that like brother, in that like bro sis kind of like... And I know you so well, sibling. What do you? She's like, you're a cat, and you're just like, okay. See, you guys have a great relationship. You're a cat, okay. I mean, I'm so I have two, I have siblings as well, and I know that's the kind of, you know, banter you can only really get people you grew up around. I love this cat guy. I also, the final thing is that I'm like, you seem like a cat, and you're like, I get that a lot. And like, how many times? You're like, three times. (laughs) Clap for that man, he's a gem. Yes. All right, dudes, this next comic, he is also, a lot of New York. 
Rutgers on the show tonight. He lives in New York now. We, we met in Chicago where we both used to do stand-up, and so he's an old friend of mine. He has a great show in New York at the Knitting Factory. Let's hear it right now for Mr. Kenny DeForest. This is great. What a good time. How about a round of applause for Cameron Aria, huh? Who... Who was the cat person? That was very, that was you. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I see that. I think, <laughs> I think maybe your friends and sister don't know how to tell you that you probably smoke too much weed. That's what it sounds like to me. Maybe they're in denial. Or is it, he's like real sleepy, yawns a lot, curls up in himself. He's probably a cat. <laughs> Couldn't be that he has a drug problem. <laughs> it's probably more feline. That's probably what that is. Just tell mom and dad it's the cat thing. <laughs> I only know because I'm with you, man. I'm a stoner. I've been smoking that good California weed. Why? It's such good weed out here, man. It's making me feel like a first-time stoner again. You know, like you get committed to the art form and you just forget what it's like to really be high and you come to California you're like what that's, that's why I like this so much like a good high man I see shit that I, I miss otherwise that's why I like weed I think I, I catch things that I think would get by me you know what I mean like I've been watching James Bond movies my entire life I love Bond movies <laughs> But it wasn't until I was watching one high earlier today that I was like, man, this dude says his name a lot for a spy. <laughs> Why does he keep doing that? I don't, seems real reckless to me. Just to go undercover in a foreign land is Bond, James Bond. I'm like, shut up, dude. They don't need to know that. You're also about to sleep with married women, if I know you, so cut it out. Quit using your real name everywhere you go. He's so reckless. He's drinking the whole time. Martini, shaking, not stirred. I'm like, hey, man, how about a soda water from the gun? This is a very sensitive mission. You're about to drive a car armed with missiles. What is wrong with you? Rhea was talking about white privilege. As you can tell, I've got a oozing from my body. I normally wear a hat to try to cover some of this up, but this is an industry town. I got to take the hat off. Let you guys see. I'm a white dude, man. It's like a lot of guilt to deal with. It's like the theme of the past couple years is getting white dudes to admit our privilege. Everyone's trying, and it's hard. It's hard to get us to admit it. That our lives are easier because of what we are, you know? And I get, I'm a white dude. I have a hard time admitting that shit. I'm a competitive dude, man. I don't want an asterisk on my scorecard, you know? I'm just out here trying to impress people with my accomplishments. Just like, hey, look what I did. And everyone's just like, ooh, succeeding in a world built for you. Way to go. Wow. What a brave guy. Started from the middle. Now you're here. Look at that. You're going to write poems about you and your bravery the way you're able to pull yourself up out of that pool in your parents backyard <laughs> make something out of yourself <laughs> very inspiring 
But it's true, man. I got all the privileges. If I mess this up, it's on me. I got male privilege. I know what that is now. I don't think I fully understood it until recently, but I think I get it now, ladies. Is this male privilege? A couple weeks ago, I was drunk, and I walked down a dark alley because it looked fun. Is that what that is? Is that male? Pri- I even took my pants off first. I was like, this awful nice night. Just get these pants out of here. I'm going on a little alley adventure. Oh, good. My phone's dead. No one will call. <laughs> so I got that. I got white privilege. I know what that is now, man. I have oinked at police officers before to their face. And here I stand before you. <laughs> Nothing happened to me, man. I didn't get arrested. I didn't get shot. I just got a stern lecture about living up to my potential. Is that? <laughs> I think that's what that is. I feel like I've wasted my privilege, though, man. I'm a white dude. I got bad dreams for a white dude. I picked bad paths for myself. My first dream of life was to be a basketball player, man. That's what I wanted to do. I worked real hard at it. I wanted to be a pro. I thought it was possible for way too long. Now I want to be funny, man. I want to be really funny. And from what I've gathered in my life, observing life out there, basketball being funny, that's two things black people are naturally better at. The only way my life could be any harder as a white dude is if my next dream was to be like the best dressed person at church. (laughs) (laughs) Or like the best at using speakerphone when it isn't appropriate. (laughs) Anyone else ride the bus? What's up? It's been a weird year. I had to yell the N-word on TV this year. That was weird. (laughs) It was written into a script. I didn't go rogue. That wasn't like a strong improv choice I made. Hey, I see what you've written here, but I thought it'd be funnier if it went this way. I was instructed to do so. It was part of the sketch. And when I got there, I was like, hey, what do you guys want me to yell instead of the N-word? And then this white assistant director jumped forward and goes, ah, I would just yell it if I were you. I said it yesterday, people got a little weird, but it was fine. And I was like, can anyone co-sign on that? I'm not gonna just take it from the middle-aged man with the cell phone clipped to his belt. I need someone else. I'm not comfortable saying the N-word. I'm just not, some white people, like you listen to hip hop, you hang out with black people, you're just like, yeah, I'm just gonna say it, whatever, make the world a better place. You're not. I've been offered before, man, I have. You hang out with no black people, eventually someone's like, hey, I don't care if you say it around me, you know? And I'm always like, hey, nice try. That was funny. <laughs> to see what you've done. That's a hilarious prank you tried. I just don't need that power. I always say no, because I have an addictive personality. I don't need that in my life. You know what I mean? I don't need that. Like, I'm afraid I would say the N-word like I drink. You know what I mean? Like, it would start off as a fun social thing on weekends. Next thing you know, it's every night. And before long, I'm sneaking a minute work. And no one needs that for me. You guys have been a lot of fun. Thank you for hanging out. I've been Kenny. Enjoy the rest of your show and your life. Kenny DeForest, you guys, let him hear it.
We have made it to our final comic. Are you guys ready for our final comic? Awesome. This next comic is another friend of the show. She's also one of my favorite comics in Los Angeles. She's brilliant. You guys give it up for Julie Goldman. Like they care. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I'm an enormous les and I don't give a fuck. We're in Hollywood, you guys. We're in Hollywood living our dreams. We're at UCB living our dreams of comedy and doing stuff, you guys. That's awesome. It's a cat guy. That was. Okay. <laughs> Here's what's happening. Fucking seats on the stage. So here's what's going on. I moved. I had to move. And they say moving is the most stressful thing that you can do besides divorce. And I tell you, I've been divorced and moving is more stressful. So it didn't count though because it wasn't legal then, but now it was just like a party. Who gives a fuck? So the divorce was like nothing. It was just like, mm, bye. So. We should have just left it. We should have just left it the way it was. I moved. I had to move. So I moved from Hollywood. Right? Glamour. 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 To the valley. I know. It always gets a fucking... Oh, my God. What? What? You, you did what? You moved to the valley? Choose to move to the valley. Why? Why? It's so far. It's so far away. From what? From what? What's it far from? From your job? No one has a fucking job in this town. Nobody has a job. The barista has a job. She's the only one who has a job. Everyone else here is looking for a job. It's why that's why we're all here, because we're all desperate to get a job. So now I'm in the valley, and I'm too far, too far from where? From a Starbucks? I can go to the Starbucks, and I can put up my laptop like everybody else. I'm going to go to Starbucks. I'm going to go to Starbucks. I'm, Starbucks. Um, I'm just going to go by myself. I'm just going to I'm just going to do my thing. I'm going to work on 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 my thing. I'm going to put my laptop. No one's going to hear me, though, because I'm doing my work. I'm doing my work. But maybe I'll say the word project really loud. I'm going to say the word project really loud. So Project. Script, 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 script. <laughs> Fine. Fine. So I'm going to do that, but I, just, I don't care. I like Val. I like Val. Valley lady, man, whatever. So I'm whatever. Just doing me. Just being myself. Just dyking around and being myself. 
So, <laughs> I mentioned apartment complex in the valley. Apartment complex. Now, according to TV, because I get all my information from TV, because I'm obsessed with TV, I love TV, I get all my information from TV. An apartment complex is supposed to be glamorous. It's supposed to be very glamorous. Okay? Very glamorous. Right? You watch Melrose Place and all the shows. Glamour. This would be pool, hot, sexy people around the pool. Just like sexy ladies in bikini tops. Just like barbecuing and dancing, stuff like that. Just like, come on, join the barbecue. And then you're like, okay. <laughs> and you see hot guys too, like eye candy, whatever. Guys, girls, you just want to see something sexy. So, you know, hot, straight guys, gay guys around the pool. See me, because they're, they're straight. <laughs> so. But they're not, they're not. And they're supposed to be hot vampires. They're supposed to be hot vampires in the apartment complex. That's what I wanted, except from TV, there's supposed to be hot vampires, cat guys, be hot vampires. That's what I wanted. I want hot vampires, that's my dream. My dream is that in the apartment complex, there's hot vampires. I was gonna be asleep, sleeping, sleeping, sleeping in my bed, sleep asleep. And then there was gonna be a at the window, and I was gonna go to the, and I was gonna be, but then I'm gonna wake up, I'm gonna wake up as a lady wakes up. As a lady wakes up for, you know, right, so click, knock, 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 and then I wake up like, like ah, 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 who's there? What? Who's there? Is someone there? That's how a lady wakes up. And then I see it's a vampire, it's at the, but it's just a face, but it's like not a twilight pale vampire, it's a tan very slick, androgynous, very androgynous, because we don't care about gender now. <laughs> we don't care about gender. It doesn't matter, nobody cares. You can be any, you can be everything, it doesn't, we just make shit up, so it's fine. So, nobody cares, whatever. So, it's just, whatever, and it doesn't matter, and so it's, there was androgynous, and then I have to invite it in, so I'm then invite it in, it comes in, it takes me, and then we fly away, but then we do time travel, now we're time traveling, and then we go into the, where all the vampires are, but I see that they're all there, and they're all naked, and they're all tan and smooth, it's all smooth in the front. There's not a dick or a ball or a tit or pubes, nothing, it's just smooth. There's not even a hole, it's just like a doll, like a smooth, tan vampire, and they're all having sex with each other at my feet, now I'm the queen on a throne, and they're all having like smooth vampire sex at my feet, but nobody ever touches me, don't ever fucking touch me. And then I wake up, refreshed in the bed, you know, but like a lady, just. <laughs> and I asked, you know, did, did that really happen? Was that a dream? But I know it's not a dream because there's a painting of me, a portrait been painted of me on a throne with with hot vampires around my feet as the queen of the vampires. I mean, I got the light. That's sort of a weird place to end, but um, we didn't even get into pussy juice or anything, so I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> okay, well, that was awkward for all of us, but whatever. Who gives a fuck? You guys have been a lot of fun. Thanks. Julie Goldman, you guys. She lives in the valley. She lives in the valley. Oh, uh, Julie, you're the greatest. She's great. You know why? Because she's a pro. She's Which a is pro. just like, she got the fucking light. Yeah. She could, she could, she could, listen, I have seen Julie get a standing ovation. Yeah. Me too. Multiple times. Many times. But she was like, I respect the show. I will end on silence. She's difficult for me. Like, as a comic, that is the most difficult choice you can make. Please 
give her the fucking applause that she deserved at the end of that school moment. Nice yeah, show, Matt. Very relaxing. Super relaxing. Um, it's like we're cats. <laughs> I mean, what are we, stretched out in the sun? What is this? Nice towel floor. Yeah. You guys, we're here every Tuesday night, and it is, I mean, just the best. Yeah. So you're going to want to come back. Come on back. But also, if you can't make it, and I don't know what you're doing, I don't know what you're, has popped up in your life. Maybe you live in New York. You're just visiting for a couple of days. Like, whatever's going on with you. You can also listen to the show as a podcast. Can you, you can't. believe it? Can, can you believe it? They can't. Yeah, they just stopped just responding. Like, At no. this point in the show, they're just like, we have nothing else. We don't stop. We're not going to say anything. <laughs> so you can do that when you're at home. That's Rhea Butcher. That's Cameron Esposito. Thank you guys so much. We're here for everybody you saw tonight. We are here every Tuesday night. We were amazing. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.